0: Netrodyne didn't invent fleet safety, but they revolutionized it. Netrodyne uses the proven power of positive reinforcement to create safer drivers and reduce driver turnover. Welcome to The Green Zone. Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and FreightWaves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the feedback on the show. Certainly keep it coming. Don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you're using to listen. I'm excited to be chatting today with Ryan Streblo, president and CEO of the National Tank Truck Carriers, an advocacy and education group focused on the tanker truck segment. Ryan took the helm this June, becoming only the fifth person to lead the association in its 76-year history. Ryan has been involved in the trucking industry since 2001, sitting on numerous boards of trade associations across the industry. Great to see you, Ryan. Thank you so much for uh, joining me.
1: Jeremy, thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity to come on board with you today and and talk about a really important issue uh, in the workforce uh, within our industry, one that uh, we've been plagued with for quite some time. So appreciate the invite.
0: So now, during today's conversation, I certainly want to cover, you know, the work that you're doing at uh, NTTC, uh, what's what's happening in the tank hauling segment, right, at large, some of the unique challenges tank carriers face in the, in the recruiting and retention space, you know, how your association is bringing awareness and visibility to the ripple effect that uh, that the driver shortage has, uh, especially on fuel availability and, and national security. And of course, we'll take a, a question submitted by a listener uh, during our Deep, Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? Sounds great. Uh, before we get, you know, too deep, uh, let's start from the beginning. And it's not millions of years ago, the earth was a molten mass. Let's not that far back. How, <laughs> how did you get into trucking in the first place? You know, what, what got you into the industry? And then how did you get into the, to the tank truck world specifically?
1: Um, I would say it was probably early 2000s uh, when I uh, made a shift. Uh, going from uh, really the uh, discretionary income industry over to the trucking industry and had an opportunity in uh, uh, the waste and, and solid waste recycling, special waste uh, transport. And uh, one thing led to another over a very short period of time. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to grow within that organization. Uh, I did so and then uh, went on to uh, uh, be part of uh, the J.J. Keller & Associates family for uh, about 13 years, I had the opportunity to work with with that organization, and through that period of time, got really ingrained within our industry, uh, various trade organizations, uh, and then really deep deep into uh, various segments such as tank truck, uh, the for hire side, the private fleet, the truckload side, and then one thing led to another. And just over five years ago, I had the opportunity to come on board uh, and work with, uh, in my mind, some of the finest folks in the trucking industry, and that being in the tank truck sector. So. Um, thrilled to to you know take that path and uh, end up where where I am right now. It's a great industry.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, JJ Keller, obviously uh, very well known in the industry, safety and compliance experts for many many years. So it's interesting that 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 you're you have that background right with safety and compliance, and then you're in the tank truck you know industry, the NTTC, where you know safety and trucking really form a tight bond. It's so important. Um, I I do want to talk about uh, you know recruiting and retention here in a bit, but but even before we get there, you know, besides driver concerns, what are some of the other issues facing uh, you know tank carriers today? Anything you can speak? Yeah,
1: to? A- absolutely. Um, and and you know, you hit on one of those right off the bat, safety, and that's in our mission as well. Uh, You know, there is nothing that we focus on without having safety as a priority. Uh, The carrier fleet members of our association, as well as our various suppliers, uh, that is in the forethought uh, every single time. Uh, So when we take a look at collectively our uh, strategic priorities from a legislative and a regulatory capacity, obviously and naturally based on the business that we're in, safety is a huge part of in that. Um, uh, This last year. Uh, We did tier a lot of our uh, legislative and regulatory priorities, and a few of them uh, really built around the safety. Uh, We've had a a huge push since uh, 2018, uh, focused on obtaining a 10 percent axle variance in our dry bulk segment. And that is not a sizes and weight issue. We are not asking for an increase in any way. Uh, But we've really been been focused on trying to get that variance. Uh, as, uh, the overall, when the overall weight would stay under the, under the current, uh, gross vehicle weight threshold. But when a load shifts in a, uh, dry bulk, um, trailer versus maybe like fuel or a chemical or a solvent, it doesn't always come back and it may get hung up. Um, you know, should a driver have to do a heartbreaking event or something of that nature? And, uh, uh so we're, we're, we've been seeking a, a variance on there and, uh, that really does have a lot of safety in the, in the, in the front end. Uh, a lot of our carriers, they will underload their, uh, current, uh, product just so that if the load shifts, you know, they're not over their axle weight, maybe at a scale. Um, and in doing so, you know, that's adding more vehicles on the road every year because they're underloading the product. Um, you're adding to congestion. You're adding to you know additional uh, uh, safety and incident issues just by having more and more vehicles on the road. So uh, that's something that, that we're focused on. Uh, we did get it passed uh, in our in the infrastructure bill through the house, uh, and you know obviously trying to get it across the finish line here. Uh, and we will continue to, to focus on that. One of our other um, main uh, items that we've been uh, focusing on here as of recent are uh, railroad crossings specifically at highway uh, railroad crossing and the current requirement for a hazardous uh, I'm sorry a hazmat uh, tank truck or any truck to stop at that crossing let it be controlled or uncontrolled and you're having rear-end collisions and, and incidences there um, you know distracted drivers not paying attention and in, in rear-end one of our trucks so uh, that is something we're, we're certainly looking at to see how can we maintain safety and improve safety Um, moving forward with uh, 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 passenger cars and reducing the rear end collisions there. Uh, And then I would say one of the other items, we're looking at uh, electronic shipping papers for our hazardous materials, uh, making sure that uh, is there an opportunity there for for us to uh, flow data uh, more more efficiently Uh, should there be an incident and a first responder Uh, uh, needs to be on scene. So those are just a few of the things that we've really been focused on here in the first half of the
0: year. Well, and, and you, so much of that is around safety, safety and compliance. And I think as a, as, you know, driver reach and I, you know, a member of NTTC and have long known how, not that all, you know, the other associations that we're engaged with aren't, you know, safety focused, but it's a whole nother level when you're talking about what's being transported. Uh, and, and, it, and the group is so tight, so tight knit, you know, um, you recently, you know, from a driver recruiting and retention standpoint, you know. Obviously, the 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 tank, tanker hauling uh, it's it's a more specialized you know segment than others, uh, and and your association uh, in August uh, put out a, a really compelling infographic. I, I printed it out um, on the challenges you face right now in, in recruiting and retention. Talk about the uh, the number of uh, qualified applicants, the reduction in the number of qualified applicants just since you know two years ago, you know uh, two years ago May. Um, that's significant. What is it forty-one, almost forty-two percent reduction in applicants? Uh, nearly twenty-five percent fewer drivers since May. Um, so, and then you, of course you pointed out to the, the national security concerns uh, surrounding our petroleum supply chain and, and how the driver shortage feeds into that. Um, I was I was really taken aback by this, and I think I don't know if this is something that people realize how much of a challenge this is and and, and how really bad it is, um, but. I think there's one comment that the U S is one natural or man-made disaster away from collapse. That's pretty scary uh, to think about. Can you walk us through, through all this? You know, why, why does the tanker industry face such a pressing driver shortage? And um, we'll, we'll stop there.
1: Yeah. So uh, first I'll address just the role in itself, and then we'll kind of step back and, and uh, give a bigger broader picture of how we got to this point. Um, First of all, You know, the the drivers and and all the employees within our industry, what a special group. Um, And obviously, uh, uh, I look specifically at the the tank truck segment in itself. Um, You know, it takes it takes a really skilled professional to be able to to do this job. Um, a lot of our carriers, not all of them, but a lot of them, if they're hauling hazardous material and based on their hiring requirements, they they look for a professional driver that has a minimum of two years experience. Uh, on top of that, you know, getting a hazmat endorsement, getting a tank endorsement and then any other requirements based on the commodities that they're hauling. Um, but these drivers, um, you know, they, they are some of the best out there and uh, they're treated very well from the carriers in our segment. They are uh, typically driving very nice new equipment. They uh, are compensated very well for the job and, and as they should be. Uh, and and a lot of them are home on a regular basis, uh, you know, seeing their families and, and uh, allowing that work life balance uh, element to, to be part of their life. So um, it, it just it takes, you know, it's just a, an incredible professional uh, a lot of our folks are incredibly patriotic when you're mentioning the supply chain and taking a look at, you know, uh, uh, some of the items that that we haul and need to protect on a regular basis. Uh, I'm so thankful that we have those drivers in there. Um, but to your comments and your question, Jeremy, it, it's become a, 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 not even a problem anymore. I mean, we're at crisis levels, really. Um You know, a driver shortage is an issue that the trucking industry and the tank truck industry has been uh, battling for quite some time. I mean, and we're not talking a couple of years. We're talking decades. Okay, but uh, what transpired in 2020 with a, a global pandemic really sped up the needle on this issue. And you had a massive amount of drivers leaving the industry or having to be furloughed with nobody in the country really traveling for a period of time. Um, and, and then from there, you didn't have anybody going into the schools at the same time and, and kind of feeding back into the industry. Um, and we have a, a, you know, a really higher, high age average. I mean, 58 years of age is kind of that average mark in the trucking industry. Uh, so when folks are leaving and we don't have somebody to backfill, Um, It becomes a a really uh, huge issue that we're facing uh, and the American people are going to be facing. Uh, Specifically, the the sheet that you're referencing uh, really becomes a a result of ongoing conversations that we've had, not only within our industry and suppliers, uh, but also with regulators and and legislators since the beginning of this year. Uh, And that result is really built around the petroleum segment. Um, you know, we felt in, in working with uh, uh, FFCSA, you know, they were really focused on uh, understanding the impacts uh, in the petroleum field. We're talking about, you know, the number one commodity in the world. So we're going to we're going to feel that pinch at the pump uh, a lot quicker than maybe some of these other commodities. The other part is that segment. And you're talking about a very finite subsegment. Uh, I'll, I'll backtrack just a minute. Tank truck in itself, we represent six percent of all trucks on the road. But yet we represent 30 percent of all tonnage on the road. And so when you have a a lack of of that commodity coming in uh, into play, um, you know, potentially the rest of the industry doesn't move. You know, they they depend on that. The petroleum, the diesel um, uh, emergency vehicles are depending on it. Uh, The aircraft or the airline industry. Uh, depends on on uh, our folks as well. so um, it's it's a huge huge challenge one that we've got a, a long road ahead of us uh, to try to resolve. but the important thing uh, that we at least identify and, and focus on is that there's not necessarily one silver bullet there's a there's multiple activities that have to occur to get us out of this situation
0: then I'd like to talk about kind of what what you are doing but you know just you talk about shortages and I mean uh, from a fuel standpoint, I took my family cross-country all over the place. We put on close to eight thousand miles um, in an RV this this summer, and there were a number of times I stopped to to get fuel, and there wasn't any at some of the at, at some of the pumps. And I and immediately thought of this challenge and the ripple effect that starts to really impact the consumer in a way that maybe we were um, sort of buffered before, and so. You know, that challenge that you're talking about, obviously, uh, you can't get stuff on the shelves if you don't have fuel to even put in the trucks that aren't tank trucks, but even just, you know, know, drive in, you know, trucks. And so um, that's certainly a challenge. What I am curious, though, if you could share what what are you doing? You've you've got, you know, the NTTC, I think you recently assembled a workforce development committee. Is that something that that
1: group is looking to tackle this you know problem head on? Jeremy, without question, this is a, you know, a a top tier priority. It is it is certainly elevated earlier this year. Um, We within our workforce development group, uh, uh, along with uh, within the association, our staff, we're working um, daily on this issue. And we have been in contact with uh, FMCSA, uh, the secretary of transportation's office, the Department of Labor, um, et cetera since i would say probably early april of this year um and if you recall uh back in may right before mother's day uh there was the uh, colonial pipeline uh hack and um you know even leading up to that point but then certainly from that weekend moving forward you know we had regular uh contact points uh with fmcsa and making sure our carriers are doing everything they possibly can to assist the nation in, in getting out of that issue um as far as the activity that we're working on, you know, we there's almost anything on the table at this point. You know, from uh, a national campaign to make sure the American people understand uh, the trucking industry, and, and obviously our focus being in the tank truck side, uh, the opportunities that that are out there for employment. Uh, focusing on working with our regulators, trying to streamline uh, some of the credentialing process to get these drivers uh, approved and 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 in the in the trucks. Uh, But going back to when you're talking about the number of qualified applicants that have been reduced, that's probably the area that we focus the most on most recently. And that's with our legislators and trying to uh, identify an opportunity uh, where our federal government can can assist us in uh, exposing and recruiting qualified applicants. And that's really the important term and I, I noticed you used it right off the bat jeremy and getting applicants is one thing but you know obviously with all the stringent requirements making sure that we're getting those qualified applicants uh into these jobs to to provide a vital service is so critically important
0: well we we hear about the driver shortage all the time obviously he's been talking about this since i've been in the industry um 18 years and, and it's obviously an issue that uh faces all fleets uh some even you know more than others but but really until COVID, i feel like uh The issues, you know, rarely translated into actual shortages on the shelves or, you know, another uh, consumer facing areas like gasoline. Um, it's a really good segue. You mentioned government. It's a really good segue to the deeper dive question, which is how will the industry address the challenges we face with fuel shortages? Will this cause the government to prioritize the issues causing the shortages? You mentioned government. You want to talk about some of the things that you've been privy to or you've been involved in? Obviously, we, we know that there's a, um, In the in the uh, in the bill that was just uh, proposed, there's elements of the Drive Safe Act in there and a three year uh, pilot program uh, on uh, uh, allowing the minimum age, you know, to drop from uh, from 21 to 18 with a select number of drivers. Anything else you want to expand on uh, in in terms of what the government might do to prioritize uh, addressing this issue?
1: Yeah. So when you're mentioning the Drive Safe Act, that that's something National Tank is very much. Uh, an advocate for uh, we don't necessarily uh, benefit from it directly uh, just because of the, the typical uh, uh, experience requirements that our carriers have uh, although you know that that is a perfect segue getting into a skilled profession in transportation uh, and and then ultimately our carrier is able to to uh, uh, pull in experienced drivers as they certainly need them today and uh, when you're when we're looking at some of the things that the activity that are going on or some of the things that the federal government is doing, you know, we look at it and I'm going to kind of go back to that the colonial pipeline crisis. Uh, you know, there, there's certain activity that I guess uh, uh, it should be well known that the national tank is not in favor of. And, and various states were stepping in into. Uh, and I understand they're trying to do a quick patchwork on assisting in the driver shortage issue and the impacts of that, not being able to get things such as fuel. Uh, at the pump. Um, although immediately following that, you had various states and not all the states, but various states offering items such as an hours of service waiver. Um, that is not something that uh, a national tank uh, supports uh, at all, strictly from uh, a safety perspective. If the hours are out there uh, to maintain that, that level of safety, then we should be abiding by them. Uh, the other part is our drivers that, that these carriers have, they're, they're overworked already, right? They're, they're, they're already working it to the max and they need a day off. They need a little time. They need to be able to recharge. So you don't want to burn those drivers out. And, and the risk and liability associated with, even if the federal government says, hey, we'll, we'll give you this, or, or I'm sorry, a state uh, indicates, hey, we'll give you this particular waiver. Um, you know, in the, the, the risk and liability associated with uh, a potential lawsuit should an incident occur, it's far too great for, for these carriers to be taken on. So when we have various states offering up, uh, hours of service waivers and, and maybe they clearly indicate, Hey, it's because of this driver shortage issue and we're going to run it for 30 days or, or whatever the, the, uh, amount of time is. Um, that's not necessarily a solution. This is not a regulatory issue. This is a labor issue. Um, and as I've said before, you know, taking steps of that nature, that's like, you know, going in for a suture and you're getting a Band-Aid instead and hoping you're not going to get an infection. It's 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 not a solution. It's not going to fix the problem at all. Uh, we really need to focus on driving individuals to this industry to provide. You know, we, we've talked a lot here today already about the petroleum industry. Uh, well, let's even look within tank truck segments. Let's look at other uh, uh uh, subsegments of our industry. And that could be the chemical side. That could be food grade. You know, we're a huge front end economic indicator uh, for our country. So if we can't get, you know, orange juice and liquid eggs and all of these other food products, there's a lot of food manufacturers that don't have the commodities that they need to produce for the American people. Um, same thing on the chemical side you know they're they're facing a lot of the same challenges so when we look at the various subsegments of tank truck we're probably somewhere between 10 and 25% uh of down in, in our drivers that are needed right now um and it, it it's 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 a huge challenge so uh we take that we we go back uh with our federal government and we look again hey w- what are the items that we can we can uh, uh uh, express that they can assist us on some of the things that we've been looking at is, is there a potential for a uh, driver subsidy to for someone who's been a tank truck driver? Uh, someone who's coming into the industry, you know, can we encourage them and entice them by a match program from the federal government? Um, that again, that that's just another item that we've uh, looked at and expressed um, interest and in, in hope that we can get some assistance in the near future.
0: Well, I have one more uh, question, right? When the, when the colonial pipeline, uh, you know, the cyber attack you mentioned, uh, earlier when that happened earlier this year, I was curious, how did that impact fleets at all, you know, tank and gasoline products? I know, uh, I wasn't impacted, uh, directly. I, I know that there was the, there was a run on, on gas stations for some reason and people filling paper or, or plastic bags with gasoline. It's just crazy, but that was happening. It seemed all over the place, um, you know, to what extent maybe did your did your members uh, as a whole, you know, see the effects of the pipeline shutdown due to the attack?
1: Yeah. So, so you have when you look at the petroleum segment, you know, you got a lot of those drivers that are running uh, multiple routes in a particular day. Right. So they can get to the rack. They can run a couple different, you know, two, three routes that day or loads, I should say, that day and then get back home. Well, you're now asking that driver to go a longer distance. So maybe once when you were able to get two or three loads, now you're getting one. And you're asking that driver, you know, to go that many, that, that many more miles, which takes more hours. So then they're available hours to work uh, to be able to get that same number of product to the station for us, the consumers, to utilize. It's just not there. Uh so a, a lot of our folks uh did everything they could working together as far as just trying to help out uh and, and trying to get loads to to various uh, customers of theirs. Uh and there's but there are certainly barriers there as well. Right. Because Iraq may have uh, different requirements uh, and may need specific credentialing. So a carrier, you know, coming out of Texas can't necessarily get over to Georgia and have everything that they need to be able to help in that given region. Um, And and we also saw that very much with uh, there's a lot of the uh, 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 wildfires going on across the western part of the country. And that's very similar. Right. Based on various. Um, regulatory requirements and legal requirements that a shipper may have. You can't necessarily just volunteer, hey, I can send a truck or trailer or whatever in and to help out uh, because of those requirements that are there. Uh, The other part is, is, you know, when they're up in those mountains and foothills battling those fires, you know, that's not a 80,000 gallon tank truck that's rolling up the hill. You know, that's a, that's a straight truck going up there. So it's, it's a very different uh, equipment application as well. Uh, but I would say, you know, you had mentioned it before, very tight knit group. Um, and that's one thing that, that uh, a lot of our carriers in, in, in our organization do is, hey, if there's some assistance that they can provide, especially in a, a, you know, a time of crisis, And and they've done it time and time again. You know, we've had various hurricanes that have hit this country where the tank truck industry has stepped up to deliver everything from fuel uh, for emergency evacuations to fresh water for those folks that are there.
0: Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I wish you the best as you lead the NTTC onward and upward. And I look forward to seeing you in person soon.
1: Well, I thank you for uh, having me on today and I appreciate the time.
0: Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the Higher Road.